Welcome to the Morning Gavalo Show. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Morning Revival Show. This episode is going to be about homeschooling while working from home. So fix you a cup of coffee, find a good comfy rocking chair, and let's dive in. On this episode, I'm going to give you my top 10 tips to homeschooling while working from home. So number one is maximize flexibility. Organize your work around your kid's homeschool schedule and vice versa. If you can't do that, organize your homeschool schedule around your work schedule. So me, um, my husband and I both work. I work at home. Um, I have set work hours and I'm going to get into that, um, in a few minutes, but he works shift work. So he might work a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and be off. Like his weekend is a Tuesday and Wednesday. So we base our five-day school week on his schedule so we can be off Tuesday and Wednesday on his weekend so we can have like family days and family time so that's another perks of homeschooling it's amazing it works perfectly um, and we get everything done and we still have time to spend together so that's number one maximize flexibility number two embrace your relaxed homeschool style I feel like I know I did when I first started homeschooling. I tried to mimic traditional school and I had like printed out this whole, you know, itinerary and schedule for the day of from eight to nine, we're going to do this. From nine to nine thirty, we're going to do this. From, you know, nine thirty to 10, we're going to do this. That was crazy and like should not have been an expectation at all because that's not what homeschooling is and it surely didn't work for us. So, Embrace your relaxed homeschool style. Roll with whatever each day brings. Each day is going to be different. You can have like a, a flow, like a work flow. I tell myself, by 9 o'clock, I need to have like this group of things done. By 2 or 3 o'clock, I need to have this group of things done. By 6 o'clock, I need to have this group of things done. And it just creates like a daily flow that's not so much pressure. And you're like watching the clock to the minute. We got to move on to the next thing homeschool is just relaxed so just soak up that and you can still get everything done and it still be relaxed number three we have manage interruptions proactively this one is so so important out of my three when I when I read this my it just I think of my oldest son because we will be in the middle of a history lesson and he will blurt out a question that has nothing to do with history, but it's a good question. And some of them I, I know the answer to, and some of them like we need to go look up, but he always has really good questions. And I don't want to like dismiss those because we're doing something else. So we have a bulletin board by our table where we do our homeschool and we have like a little ask me later question area. So, and we have post-it notes there on hand in our little pencil caddy on the table. So they know they can write down any random questions they have that we need to like go over later or pull some books to find out the answer or Google. And um, they can jot down their questions just to get them out of their head so we can refocus and stick it in that little ask me later section of the bulletin board. And then after school or 
after a few days, we can go pull their questions off and just sit together and dive in and, and look them up so they get answers. But yes, I highly, highly recommend Ask Me Later area to, to just jot down those things and collect them. And then you can look them up at a more appropriate time. That saves a ton of time because if we didn't do that, like before we did this, a uh, 20 minute history lesson turns into a two hour history lesson because we completely got sidetracked and had to refocus and it was honestly a mess. So highly suggest an ask me later area to kind of just stick those things in. Okay, number four, offer your attention and presence whenever you can. So when you're not working, be fully present. Think about when your spouse is on their phone and you're in the middle of telling them something super important or something that the kids did that day or whatever, and they don't look up from their phone. So you get done talking and you're looking at them waiting for a reply or a response and they, they don't look up. So you know they didn't, they didn't get anything you just said. So when it's not your working hours, purposely don't get on your phone or and purposely don't reply to that email real quick or whatever you know, whatever your work looks like, purposely don't. Because your kids, they can't understand, oh, she's just got to reply to that email real quick. They just see that you're not paying attention. You're not hearing what they say. And it, it makes them feel terrible. So that one took a little adjusting for me because I would have these thoughts, oh, let me do this real quick. And just like, you know, in number three, they have a ask me later area where they can like stick their thoughts I had to do the same thing. I had a little running notepad of when it's my working hours, this is what I need to do. So it's it's kind of the same thing for us. All right, number five is set working hours. Just like I was saying, um, give your kids something educational or engaging to do while you work. So they can sit quietly for the duration of your work hours and either read or do Legos or draw. My youngest, she's in this drawing phase where she can literally draw for hours. Um, but gives them something to do quietly while you work. Um, and if you're anything like me, I have thoughts throughout the day of stuff I need to do when I do sit down to work. So jot those down, put a little box in front of them so you can check them off. And it honestly makes it so much more effective when you can, you have a running list of things that you need to knock out while you're sitting there. You can check them off and feel like you just got a lot accomplished when you're done. So that helps me tremendously. Number six is teach them how to help themselves and divide responsibilities. This one is so important because I feel like teaching them this, just this, is so helpful for their future. I always say my son, like one's a great sweeper and one's a great mopper. And I say like their future wives will be so thankful that they know how to do this and that they don't mind helping around the house. Um, of course, don't like expect your three-year-old to go scrub toilets. I'm just saying, give them a task that, that they can handle at their age. Um, they help load the dishwasher and unload the dishwasher and gather the clothes and help fold clothes. And she loves to fold towels. Like she can sit there and fold towels like a machine. Like she can fold like eight towels to my one. It's so funny. But yeah, let them help. 
they they actually love it and it makes them feel important too and it, it is such a huge help um so yeah i definitely recommend teaching them how to help themselves and divide some responsibilities okay so where are we number seven we call this the craft box and it's literally just a brown cardboard box i think that came from amazon or something in the mail but we have all our craft stuff in this box and there is construction paper like a ton of construction paper scissors glue sticks pipe cleaners googly eyes watercolors coloring books word search it's full of fun stuff that they all like so when it's a really they seem um restless or bored or they just kind of get in that funk I pull out the craft box and it's silence it is a mess like it's a mess to clean up sweep up the little pieces that she sat there and cut but it's educational and they're being creative and it's something different we don't usually pull this out every day but when we do pull it out they definitely think it's it's a treat so definitely keep some kind of little box with some just like fun crafty stuff in there um they all love it number eight this is another super important one and it sounds so cliche but it's take care of yourself read your bible read your devotional exercise and rest and sleep of course um read your bible like make that the number one priority of your morning um and a good devotional, like I love Journey, I'll link it um, in the show notes, but that helps set the tone for your day. I, I say it all the time um, on our Instagram and Facebook group, but I don't know how I started my days any other way before reading the word, reading a good devotional, applying it, thinking about it all day and applying it to my life and exercise. If you don't have an exercise routine, oh, man. It is, it's good. It is so good to get up and exercise. It gives you energy. It puts you in a good mood. You just feel good. You can breathe better. Um, and I'll link some too. I love YouTube has some really good ones. Pamela Reef, Caroline Gearvin, like five, 10, 15 minute exercises that just make you feel good. And then rest, actual sleep. <laughs> I didn't know, like, I haven't slept in probably, well, she'll be four in two weeks. Um, but, like, good quality sleep, when we got her, like, out of my back and into her own bed, like, the feet in the back, there is no rest when somebody's feet are in your back. But just get them in, getting them out of your back and into their own bed, they can stretch out and sleep good, and you can stretch out and sleep good and actually get good quality rest. You're nicer the next day. Everybody wakes up refreshed and in a good mood. So highly suggest read your Bible, get a good devotional, exercise, and rest, sleep, good quality sleep. And number nine, remember why you're doing this. So revisit the reasons why you've made home learning a priority. I actually emailed myself when I first started homeschooling and decided to take this journey um and on the hard days when it's like oh my gosh this is this is difficult or I say a prayer and then I read why I wanted to do this in the first place 
what I expected, what I wanted my kids to feel, what I hoped to get from this, how I wanted it to impact our life. And I just go back and revisit why we, why we made this decision and why we started this in the first place, why it was so important. So just to remind yourself of that, um, really just takes a lot off your heart and it really just, um, refocuses your thinking on the good days and the hard days. And it helps a lot to just revisit that. Also, I wanted to add to, there is a book by Jamie Erickson. Um, I believe wrote it. It's called homeschool bravely. This book alone, like I read a ton of homeschool books. This book alone changed everything when I decided to homeschool. So grab that. I'll link it to below. It's, it's like really cheap on Amazon, but that book is a game changer. If you're thinking about homeschooling, if you're already homeschooling, if you're a seasoned, like my kids are second generation homeschoolers and this book really, really, really helped me. Um, even though I wasn't new to this. So that is amazing. Highly recommend grabbing it at your library or grabbing it on Amazon. Um, but I'll link it below also. Okay. Number 10, pray, like pray, pray, pray. Thank him for the freedoms that the decision to homeschool allows and working from home allows. It's such a blessing that not everybody, not everybody has a chance. So, um, just for a place in the calling upon your heart to do this, it's definitely not easy, but it's so rewarding. Some days are harder than others. I say that all the time, but he's with us even on the hard days and we can give it to him. And if we have a battle or a situation or a difficult time, he's there. Like we don't have to figure it out on our own. We don't have to carry that around or try to handle it ourselves. He's there. So there's nothing that we can't do because he has our back. So keep that in mind and um, just pray and, and thank him for the, the chance to spend all this extra time with our children because ministry is motherhood. And there's nothing better that you can give your kids than your time and the chance to, for them to see you grow closer to the Lord and to teach them how to do that also. Okay, so that wraps up the top 10 tips on homeschooling while working from home. Before I figured these out, it was a hot mess. There was a lot of crying, the kids and myself. But implementing these things, it is it is so much easier. Like life is just easier um, following this flow. And it's, I, I can't say how much easier the days are. So with, with that in mind, I wanted to add, when I say this makes life easier, um, it really bothers me if I'm being, being completely honest, this whole mommy wine culture that honestly it's implying to your children that you have to drink alcohol to be able to teach or handle or be around your child. <laughs> so it, it honestly blows my mind. And especially to like put this thought in their head at such a age where they're young and impressionable, which let's be honest, that's the entire time they live with you before they grow up and move out. 
the whole time they're in your house, they're young and impressionable. Let's be honest. So to put this narrative in their head that mommy's got to have a glass of wine at six because whew, it's been a day. I just, I, I, that is not my jam <laughs> at all. And I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I'm just keeping it real here. I'm being honest. And that is totally what's on the heart about that. I don't think that society should normalize that at all. I feel like the culture has made that seem like that's what you do because that's what your mom friends do or that's what everybody on TikTok is doing. You're hiding in the closet, drinking wine, and it's funny. It's not funny. Some moms, like there's a stigma around it. Some moms love being a mom and they, even on the hard days, they love it and they're, they appreciate that they have the stresses that comes along with it because there's, it's okay for there to be hard days. You shouldn't have to lean on something other than Jesus. But yeah, leaning on Jesus and praying about the hard days is the way to go. I don't feel like we need to normalize wine 30 or sipping a glass of wine or whatever and, and making them feel like or them assuming that they're so hard to live with or they're so hard to teach or they're so hard to, your days are just so hard to get through that you have to lean on alcohol to get through it. Like that, it blows my mind. And I hate that it's normalized. I really do. I hate that that's what society says is the way to, what to do, is the way to go. But because it's not, it's not, it's just, it's not my jam. And I can't get down like that. So back to number 10, pray, thank him for the easy days and the hard days and realize that this whole life, including homeschooling and working from home is a blessing and appreciate it. It's, it's all it is. So thank you for listening to my list and my rant. <laughs> I hope you get something from this um, that helps you and helps your days become easier and draws you closer to the Lord or at least just gives you something to think about. So thank you for listening and I will see you next time.